Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Loga the Barbarian, and I'm joined today by special guest, Ziggy. They are the author of Punktopia. Hello, Ziggy. How are you? Hi, I'm I'm great. I'm punk rocking. That's good. That's good. I like my <laughs> punk rock. I have the my my first uh my first tattoo was uh we had a fiend club sticker from a from a misfit show back in the 90s and uh, i walked into this old this this guy was this guy was old <laughs> grizzled old uh biker dude that was doing them back then and i had them put the little crimson ghost right there on me i was like 18 <laughs> so i appreciate the punktopia concept can you tell us about the punktopia game well uh Punktopia, the punk punk role-playing game, is, uh, I guess it's a punk punk role-playing game. It's like based on the idea that the entire world is inspired by and based upon something of a satirical interpretation of punk rock culture. We'll be kicking trash cans. Oh, yeah, you can, you can kick <laughs> trash cans. You can do anything. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a joke i mean most of my games are jokes i have a distinctive comedic element to a lot of my games and that was this one is that it's just taking the ideas of the punk society to like a ridiculous extreme so it's like a big dilapidated city where all the punks are squatting <laughs> and they fight against the evil anti-punk forces of the man which uh yeah, are like physical embodiments of concepts like conformity <laughs> and consumerism. So are there stats for these physical embodiments as like a, like a monster manual, like mole? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the main book, well, the only book, um, has a small selection of monsters in it, aforementioned, ah, as aforementioned things that are based on consumerism, conformity, and just authority in general it's kind of a i like that <laughs> yeah it's a it, it's an interpretation of what punks say not what they do <laughs> well that works for me I, I i think that sounds enjoyable what kind of what kind of system is this is it i'm assuming it's kind of a rules light system is it it's not it doesn't seem to be the biggest book from our, how uh, how many pages are we talking it's like a zine right yeah it's perfect like, format uh, for this Perfect format for this. <laughs> I got one. I got one sitting over here. It's uh, about thirty-six pages. That's that's the perfect zine zine size right there. Thirty-six pages. <laughs> that works well. What is the system like? Is it a, um, a rules light? I'm assuming. And yeah, it's a very rules light uh, D10 roll under attribute type system with an additional like roll under and then see by how much you rolled over for more complicated stuff like combat that's i like that that's good uh do you have you have other games as well besides the punktopia though is that correct a few a lot of them are hmm, a lot of them are conceptual ideas okay so like of the big games that i've i have yeah, put out like two moderate sized games punktopia from uh 2020 zine quest and then cosmic hooligans from 2021 zine quest Ooh, tell me about the cosmic hooligans uh it is a it is a game of poorly planned space exploration uh the <laughs> general idea 
is it's kind of like combining Star Trek, the original series and Enterprise that the general story of the game is that you are on um, the first extrasolar exploration mission of the United United Earth Space Fleet. No, Force. Wait, <laughs> no. I forgot what I called the thing. I forgot what I called my Starfleet equivalent. It's, space the, United, it's the United Earth Space Exploration Vessel. Erebus. Erebus. Yeah. <laughs> I am yeah. horrible at pronouncing things when I when I when I read them. I'm just terrible. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Another one of my stupid references. I love putting references in my thing. What's the reference there? I missed it. It went over my head. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the HMS Erebus was a ship that went uh, on a mission. Uh forget the exact nature of the mission was, but it was an Arctic mission and uh got lost when was this is this like 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 black and white photo era are we talking or more recently i think it's like etching era oh, i don't have the exact date etching era <laughs> I, i'm sure i'm sure some history buff is listening to this being like you completely got the story of the hms Erebus wrong oh i i i know some some serious history buffs I, they will probably correct <laughs> yeah that was so that, that was the idea there. It's like, it's kind of doomed, but yeah, it's uh, the concept is like uh, the star, sh like the Star Trek Enterprise, where that's the first big mission. But I try to keep things tonally more like Star Trek, the original series, where, you know, they didn't try really hard to make anything make sense. <laughs> it, it's been a while since I've watched the original series. I think I gave it a, a try a few times over the years recently. I grew up with that original series. My father would watch that all the time. And I remember him getting excited when the next generation came out and we got to see our first Star Trek since Kirk. <laughs> yeah. Orig original series is if you grew up on next generation, like I did going back <laughs> to the original series can be a bit odd, but like you have to appreciate it for the absurdity of it <laughs> and that, that was what i tried to capture is that like they just did things without any concern for whether or not there was continuity or if it made sense or if they were doing something kind of bad <laughs> i i've always i grew up on i guess older sci-fi like that in the 80s especially i watched a lot of doctor who and blake seven on pbs so Star Trek was kind of the big budget thing we watched. <laughs> the original series, that is. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I love I love old Doctor Who, though. Oh, I, I was obsessed with it as a child. It was bad. <laughs> it was nerdy. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it's. I was really into it. it. It's not a thing that like you have to appreciate it for what it is. You have to appreciate that these guys are in a spaceship and they just have giant shoulder pads and they have a robot <laughs> that's like a box. And just, yeah, those are the bad guys for this episode. See, let's, I, let's deal with it. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of it. And when I was a child, especially in the age when I was a kid growing up on Doctor Who, people saw it as cheesy and that would upset me. <laughs> I couldn't see the cheesiness of it. I'm like, no, this is really cool. They're going to destroy the galaxy. Don't you understand? <laughs> I took it way too seriously. <laughs> it took me years to be able to find the humor and maybe some of the, some of the outfits and stuff and be able to laugh at it. It took yeah. me way too long. <laughs> it's, like a, 
that's the great thing about like bad sci-fi is that you can enjoy it on its surface level like when you're younger and then when you get a bit more mature you can <laughs> look at it and just appreciate how stupid it is that there's a guy wrapped in bubble wrap and paint and that's that's the bad guy that's who we're supposed to be afraid of in this particular episode of doctor who i i really do appreciate those those campy bad guys so i'm assuming that the tone of cosmic hooligans is kind of along that humorous side as well you seem to have that going on throughout a lot of your work yeah that's i i have a hard time taking things seriously so well, we we definitely run a lot of like most of our campaigns a lot of times there's definitely humor is a huge element when we play part of getting together to play is enjoying it I think that having humor in the game is, you know, being able to laugh with the people you're playing with is, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's probably what led to this sort of style of game design is that all the games I've played in have been kind of silly. <laughs> we don't take them too seriously, so I make games that lend themselves to that play style. Have you ever played Steve Jackson's Tomb? No, but I I am familiar with it. I did a review of it on my YouTube channel. I've also, never played it. We had a copy years ago, but I never got a chance to play it. Yeah, it's it's a valiant effort. <laughs> like what they were trying to do with that game was something astronomical because cartoons have a very abstract concept of reality and cause and effect and just yeah. putting a set of rules on that isn't the easiest thing to do oh i had a friend who would like to get his magic items from the tune books back in the day we were playing in, <laughs> back we were playing second edition in the 90s and he had some tune books and he would bring out some things out of there it's like i can't believe this is happening tonight in game that's <laughs> yeah, dungeons and dragons anything can happen yeah i like that I and mean, that's fun i like going with the gonzo crazy out there just pulling stuff out i i have a habit of dming with a punchline <laughs> and building up to something the whole game for it to be a really bad pun or something. <laughs> oh, that's that's an admirable way to be out. <laughs> I've done it a little too many times. I keep wanting to run a game like a dungeon where at the end it turns out that the treasure was the friendship they forged along the way. <laughs> <laughs> I think I pulled something like that at some point in time and they were oh. not, they were not, they were not, pleased. yeah, they were that, not that, pleased. <laughs> that's why I've never done it. I imagine that I would not have a group of friends after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The players might not appreciate that as much. Uh, they want a magic sword or something here. Something cool. Some kind the of sword of friendship. The sword. Of, that's definitely one from uh, Equestria. Not not uh, from the Forgotten Realms or Dark Sun. Uh, <laughs> plus one to attack rolls when wielded with a friend. There we go. <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. It makes it helps us with teamwork, so we're not bickering amongst each other. Yeah. Keep keep from infighting within the player party. Uh, you can't keep from that. <laughs> So I, I, I'm going to go back to Punktopia because uh, yes. we, we were going to talk about your games more than other a plan. Sorry. Yeah. So what, what inspired you to do the punk, the punk role-playing game? What brought that, what brought, what brought that specific topic up for you? <laughs> I do not remember. I'm sure I like, I have a pretty good idea that I was just thinking about steampunk, diesel punk, whatever. And the thought just occurred to me of, 
what it would be the punkest punk, obviously punk punk. And then they kind of uh, spurned this idea. idea. Um, oh, yeah, actually, oddly enough, it is loosely based on a sh- series of short stories I wrote. Ah, are they available online or on a, anywhere? No, no, they're not. They're not good. <laughs> they're uh, they're bad, actually. Well, that works. But yeah, the general concept of this punk rock uh, utopia or punktopia uh, was something I established in like a, a silly little short story I wrote, which was just about the city of punktopia, which was basically what the setting of the game is now being just a place where lazy punks hang out and be lazy and smoke cigarettes and drink beers on the street corner. (laughs) Then for the game, I, you know, kicked it up a little bit, added some conflict from outside sources. And uh, I guess it all just, all just came together. I've got, I've got a question. I've got a random piece of, of information that I have gathered over the years. Do you know where the term punk rock came from? I do not. I read this. It's been about it's been about 10 years ago now. I was reading an article on an article. It came from an article of the Chicago Tribune, I believe it was. It was a review of Iggy and the Stooges, and eight they called Iggy and the Stooges punk rock redneck sentimentality. <laughs> so I love that phrase, punk rock redneck sentimentality. <laughs> it is a good expression. That was it. <laughs> So were they were they trying to be negative with that? Yes, it was a negative review. <laughs> okay, because I, I do find that sometimes when people are trying to be negative, they accidentally come up with just like wonderful phrases like that. <laughs> yeah, and they did. It was memorable. The punk rock stuck around. We're running about out of time. Could you tell our listeners where they could find your work online? All right, you can find uh, Punktopia and Cosmic Hooligans and some of my one-page games that are just concepts that i wanted to see if worked mainly <laughs> at digthezig.itch.io i also have a drive through rpg account uh just search for octopus apocalypse there that's my publishing imprint and there you can find my wild and wacky games and the bizarre things i do that works that's great and as always you can find us at wobblies and wizards ah, at wobblies and and keep those dice rolling This is Logar, and I'm just going to do a quick plug here for our our little podcast. We put a lot of time and effort into this and money out of our own pockets. So if you appreciate having a daily podcast about role-playing games with our specific bend, please go over to Patreon backslash Wobblies and Wizards. That's W-O-B-B-L-I-E-S-A-N-D-W-I-Z-A-R-D-S. And give us a little support. 